This time on episode 314 of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. We'll be discussing Runaways, season 3, episode 3, Lord of Lies, and season 3, episode 4, Rite of Thunder. We'll also be discussing weekly Marvel news and your feedback. I'm Josh Liston from On the Bubble Podcast, an oral history of television fandom. Part of the Gunner Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other awesome geeky shows at GunnerGeekNetwork.com. You have been granted clearance by director Alfonso Mac McKenzie. Stand by for a shield debriefing. All information to be discussed here is classified and may only be discussed among agents granted clearance by the S.H.I.E.L.D. director. Now it's time for your scheduled debriefing. I'm Director SP. I'm Agent Haley. And I'm Agent Michelle. Welcome to Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., a Marvel Comic Universe fan show. This show is recorded on Sunday, January 12th, 2020, live from the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. studios and broadcast LA-wide via www.geeks.live. Come and join our live chat as we record, and we will talk back with you. Ladies, happy National Sunday Supper Day. Yum. I guess a couple of people thought that the Sunday Supper Club was not really happening anymore, so they just dedicated a day for it to uh, have Sunday Supper with the people that you... Like and love, I guess, with families and stuff. So, yeah. We're all about the food here on Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, if you all work on a Sunday and you need to do it on a Saturday or a Wednesday or whenever, that works too. It works any day of the week, really. I mean, it's food. Most people do eat dinner, supper, whatever. Even if you're like on that intermittent fasting thing, at the end of the window, you usually eat. So you could call that supper. Right. So we're all in agreement. Whatever day of the week, supper is pretty good. A Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a fan-based podcast on the ABC television show Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. soon to enter its final season. And I say soon in quotes because it's going to be a while. The multiple Marvel small screen series like The Runaways, which we'll be discussing today, the Marvel Cinematic and comic book universes in general. Because of Night Illusions. If you'd like to talk to us about Night Illusions, you can visit our website, legendsofshield.com. You can leave us a voicemail about your illusions at 844-THE-BUS-1. That's 844-843-2871. You can find us on Facebook, Legends of Shield Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Legends of Shield. You can see our videos on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash gunnageek. You can tell your Amazon device to enable Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. skill. And you can chat with us on our Discord server chat at gunnageek.com slash Discord. And remember, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a proud member of the gunnageek.com network. Agent Lauren is not here today, and she'll be off and on for the next month, maybe two months. And she really wanted to be here to discuss these episodes, but she's not here today. Don't know if she'll be back next week. Everything's okay. She's just moving. And that entails, as you know, a lot of... Haley, you know this moving thing that she's speaking of. I've done it a time or two. Apparently, it's like time-consuming and leaves your life in disarray for a few weeks after you're finished. Finished in quotey fingers. 
and you have to unplug your computer, unplug your microphones, you know, all that there's, stuff. There's a lot of wires involved in all of our setups, and you have to take all those wires out and then get them all back in in the same way and hope everything's working. And it's not always the first time. It is so, not. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully she'll be back soon, but we don't know exactly when. I will say in a couple of months, but it could be any time. <laughs> we'll see. With that, we're going to get into our discussion of The Runaway. These episodes that we're talking about today of The Runaways were dropped on Hulu December 13th, 2019. The whole season came down at once, and there were two episodes, Lord of Lies and Rite of Thunder, that we'll be discussing today, episodes three and four of season three. Haley, who is the creative team behind Lord of Lies? Lord of Lies was directed by Allison Liddy Brown. She has 75 directing credits starting in 1997. Ooh, including eight episodes of The Secret World of Alex Mack for all the 90s Nickelodeon kids, one episode of Xena Warrior Princess, one of Star Trek Voyager, four of Ed, one of Monk, two of the 4400, two of Chuck, six of Friday Night Lights, five of Bones, six of Parenthood, nine of Scandal, one of The Gifted, two of Runaways, and eight of Grey's Anatomy. The episode was written by Kirk A. Moore, he has four writing credits starting in 2010, two of American Crime, two of 13 Reasons Why, one of Looking for Alaska, and four of Runaways. Michelle, who is the creative team behind the second episode we're talking about tonight, Right of Thunder? This episode was directed by Jeremy Webb, who has 33 directing credits starting in 1997, including four Grange Hill, nine Casualty, three True Dare Kiss, not two Doctor Who, 15 Merlin, two Silk, two Downton Abbey, two Atlantis, five Masters of Sex, two Elementary, one Fear the Walking Dead, seven Turn Washington Spies, one Legion, three Runaways, three The Punisher, two of the Umbrella Academy, and two Altered Carbon. And this episode was written by Russ Cochran, who has 13 writing credits starting in 2000, including seven Whistler, three Flashpoint, four of Orphan Black, One Cardinal, One Frontier, and Two Runaways. And The Runaways is based on the Marvel comics by Brian K. Vaughn and Adrian Alfana. I'm looking at this list of the creative team on both episodes, and it's just amazing. This is probably the most comprehensive team that we've seen in a while dealing with shows that we don't normally deal with. I mean, you have Ed. Yes, that is the Tom Cavanaugh Bowling Alley Lawyer Show, which he is now on Flash, has been since season one. You've got a bunch of stuff like 13 Reasons Why. You've got just a lot of stuff in the second one, too. Downton Abbey, Atlantis, and I'm assuming that's the BBC Atlantis, which I watched the whole thing and eh, okay, but but it was, I don't know, it was something to watch. It was genre TV. Uh, Flashpoint, we've seen that before, but it came up here. Whistler, I don't think we've seen that on the show too much. So I just wanted to point out that the creative team behind these two episodes is a creative team that is very experienced that we just don't really see a lot of what they have done in the past in the other genre shows that we have covered on Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. previously. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, if you notice, a lot of them have like ensemble backgrounds. So it sort of makes sense that 
they would be really like, especially the directing ones, a lot of ensemble shows, a lot of those like drama ones. So it makes sense. It does. This is definitely an ensemble cast. We'll get to that later too, because there's a couple of highlights in the shows for him. So Haley, you haven't been here for a while. I'm going to stick it on you. We've got a couple of titles Mm -hmm. here of the episodes that we are looking at right now. And we often equate the titles to the actual themes of the show. You got Lord of Lies and Rites of Thunder. How can you equate that to the theme of the show? Well, Lord of Lies, I would assume, is talking about the alien that's in Alex. It finally comes out that he is the one that has the alien in him. He has been lying for quite a while now. And that's something that this guy has a reputation for doing. He's manipulative and he's got a lot of other bad traits, but that's probably more the one for the title. And then Rite of Thunder. I don't really know where the thunder part comes in, but... You know, the new baby has a birthright and she's going to be queen of wherever the magistrate's family is from, presumably going forward. So I think that's that one. Okay, I didn't really understand where thunder came from either. Michelle, do you have a stab at that? I think thunder is supposed to connect to like storm and we have Nico being able to bring forth the staff which brings out Morgan Le Fay. So you could kind of say that there's a storm of ruin, as my grandma would say. So maybe it's that. Okay, we'll go with it. I thought I had because I watched four episodes today. We've talked before about the pacing on this show and how it's usually painfully slow. This season seems like it's moving much faster. We'll say in these two episodes, there was definitely a lull in both episodes that I was able to get through. But yes, the pacing overall is pretty fast, especially because we've actually got stuff going on, a lot of stuff going on in, I would call this the first act going episodes one through four. I think what happens at the end of episode four basically is the end of the first act when you got Zavin and the bait. Oh my gosh. I can't remember. What's the baby supposed to be named? L. 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 So you've got Zabin and L headed out towards wherever they're headed. So I think that's the end of the first act, at least for me. What do you think about that? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, we've eliminated the magistrate and his family as the threat for the season, it seems like, at this point. And we're bringing in the new threat, which is probably going to be Morgan Le Fay. Have we? Oh, gosh. Um, maybe I need to go back and watch the end of episode four, but the family is still alive, right? They're still alive, but they're gone. Just like AWOL. Oh, yeah, 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 right. yeah, 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 okay. Also, I don't know about you guys, but that smoke effect looked very similar to the smoke effect that we saw for Ty's power in Cloak and Dagger. Yes. And as a matter of fact, I did see some of the scenes of the crossover parts. And yeah, it's really close between the two of them. And you would expect that because they're probably dealing with the same effects house right now between the Mm -hmm. two production teams and yes they both production has ceased on both because they're both been canceled you mentioned something about alex and i want to give the floor over to michelle because she has something to say about alex i was right thank you very much (laughs) at the end of the last episode for those that don't recall Michelle and I were banting back and forth on who the alien could be. She came up with two possibilities. One was Leslie's baby. The other was Alex. I agreed with both. And yeah, she's right. Did you see that coming? I think those were my two guesses as well. Because 
Alex has been separated from the group for most of the last season and a half now. So it makes sense to have him be the one. I do have a question for both of you because they mentioned that if the personality is strong and can fight that it takes a while for the alien host to take over. So at what point do you think that the brother overtook Alex? I think it's been quite a while. I think it like this whole season, probably. I think it's been a, you know how you have a voice in your head that helps you make decisions. I think Alex and the brother have similarities being charming and being manipulative because Catherine made a great point about how when he used the system was able to manipulate like with the gun and calling the cops he was acting like her and we actually talked about how even in the first season some of the kids were mimicking what the parents were doing so the whole you know nature versus nurture and i think there were emotional outbursts at the end of last season when it comes to alex and i really think there was just the brother sort of reading alex's thoughts and able to sort of just like slowly turn up those feelings and it got to the point where got it to 11 and told his mom to go to i don't know if i can say that word on this podcast but to the bad place then when he heard that she was killed, I think that was the moment when the brother went from sort of like being the backseat driver to the driver. That's the singular point that I was going to come up with, too, because it was at that point that he said, OK, Leslie, you're going to come with me. And they ended up uh, making the deal. Or Alex made it, the brother made the deal with his dad. And I, yeah, I think that's probably the point where the brother took full control was when Alex heard that his mom died. Yep. Which talking about that, we've got a whole lot of parents from previous two seasons that are off the board for one reason or another. I want to run down those really quick. You got Catherine Wilder, who is dead. You've got Robert Minuru, which I'm not sure what Morgan did with him. That's a discussion for later. You got Janet Stein, who's in the algorithm. Frank Dean's been out of the picture this entire season because he was basically uh, imprisoned, we'll say, by Susan as she took over the church over there. You've got Stacy York, Victor Stein, and Tina Minuru, who are all aliens and now have been vanquished by Nico. Originally, if you would have asked me that before the season started, I would have said we never seen him again along with Alex, but I think we're going to see them again. So who we've got left is Jeffrey Wilder, we've got Leslie Dean, and we've got Dale York. Now, Dale is off running in the wilderness somewhere. I don't think we're going to see him again, but he might. And you've got Jeffrey, who's coming to terms with what's happening, and he's probably going to have a very interesting, I say relationship, but not in the romantic terms with Tamar. And you've got Leslie, who is just... I don't know what's going on with her now. So, yeah, you've got a lot of parents off the board, and I don't think the rest of the series is going to be about the parents. I think we're squarely with the kids now. I think the parents that are still alive, like, we're going to see them, but I don't know that they're going to have as active a role in the development of the story because it just doesn't seem like they really have much left to do. I think it's a uh, pride is is gone. There's no reason for them to be around anymore. 
think maybe these last couple episodes that have included Tamar were the, just there to tie that storyline up because I just I don't think Tamar is going to be included from here on in. There's no need for no, it. No, she explicitly said she didn't ever want to see any of them again, and I think she'll get her wish. Yeah. I think we're done with all those, except for maybe the three parents on the board and whoever has been vanquished to, what do we want to call it? The, the magical plane that everybody's on now? What do we want to call that? Yeah, the magical field of flowers. <laughs> sure, why not? I believe it's called Mandyland. If you're somebody that watched The West Wing. There's a character from the first season named Mandy that just disappeared and was never mentioned again. Moira Kelly's character. It's become a thing in discussion boards. It's where characters go. Mandy Land. Yep. Okay. We'll just call it Mandy Land. So Victor actually got his, his, um, he fed at least once. He feed twice or it was just the once? I think it was just the, uh, grub mates guy. Okay. And then the brother fed on the guy that was in Randy's donuts. Well, he killed uh, no, him. No, he just killed him. Like, he didn't need to do that for any reason. Oh. Yeah. He doesn't need to feed. He just killed them. Just like he killed those medics. Well, I thought yeah. it was said that all of the aliens would need to feed at some point. Uh, yeah, at some point. So if they, like, expend a lot of energy and they start getting flaky, like Jonah does, then they would have to. But they don't just need to all the time. Yeah, you have to remember, Jonah's been out for 100,000 years, going from host to host to host. And it's really changed him. That's one of the things that was talked about a lot in these last two episodes. You know, the mother's like, you've changed. He's like, you've changed. And then she slapped him because he has yet another hybrid child. She's not happy how attached he's gotten to this place. And I think that's why Jonah needs to feed even more because he's been in host a long time. And he does a lot of activities. While he's in those hosts. He has expended energy as part of those hosts, which got <laughs> him a couple of kids that we know of, maybe more, but at least a couple of kids. Talking about that and the prophecy, you got a few things to say about that, don't you, Michelle? I thought it was interesting how we got Susan again. That was great. Susan makes a great point of how, you know, if you bring the AB that all the aliens want to kill for to the crater they're going to kill everybody to get the baby so we really can't protect you we just have guns and tasers and barbed wire sorry honey but here's a book that might help you and it's interesting to see how leslie's father had actually visions and prophecies before jonah came along and her father's prophecy matches savin's prophecy and what's interesting about prophecies is that they can be interpreted in different ways and Zavin really thought that the great love was going to be Carolina because, you know, she was the hybrid. But we find out that love doesn't have to just be between, you know, like two people Romantic. romantically. It can be like between a mother and a child, which is kind of like the Disney Maleficent one, right? The Sleeping Beauty remake when it, yeah. the true love's kiss wasn't from the guy. It was from... You know, Angelina Jolie, because she felt like a mother. So there you go. All righty. And we got Zavin taking off with Elle. She said that we're going to see her again. I don't think we will, because I feel like that was a, a seed for a subsequent season. And I don't think we'll see her again. 
That's my question. Okay, so she's gone with the kid. She did a great job of playing an alien that had no idea. It's like Starman. Remember that movie Starman? I remember that movie Starman, where he just didn't know how to act as a human. That's what Zavin reminded me of. I love that scene where Molly is trying to teach them how to sleep. <laughs> take the bunny, take the stuffed animal. Now hug it. Hug it. <laughs> it's like you can't sleep without doing that. It's part of it. <laughs> and Zavin's response was farewell to the land of mind illusions or something like that. That was it's a fun scene to watch. So we also have a long arc that's been going for the past four episodes here now of Nico, Morgan Le Fay, and the staff. There's a lot that's going on here. Michelle, how do you want to start this discussion? Well, we really find out how Nico and the staff are connected. You just can't burn it. It has a lot of power. It's a conduit to a lot of power. And it makes her eyes all glowy and stuff which means there has to be some sort of innate power in her. Then Morgan touches her chest and then she's like, oh no, my friends are in trouble. Let me pull it out, say weird spell and take them to Mandy land. That was intense. That was intense. You have a lot of stuff going on. You have Morgan. I don't know if she's trying to direct Nico, or if she's trying to trick Nico, if I had my senses about what's going on, she's trying to trick Nico, especially when you went into the Wizzy Mansion and she planted her picture in there and then she appeared as Robert to try to misdirect Nico into trusting her. So, yeah, I don't think this is a good thing. I get the sense she's kind of a Palpatine like character where she's trying to get Nico to use a dark side of the force and become her padawan so you're equating morgan Le Fay with palpatine yes okay i don't know enough about the character but elizabeth <laughs> Hurley's doing a great job i mean now i'm trying to picture elizabeth hurley as palpatine and it's just not working for me it's a much better look well we also have a few things going on the magical items or the props or out weapons that Chase and Gert use to make into weapons against the aliens here. They were the original props from Quentin the Magician. And I don't know if we got the name of the magician who originally owned the house last season or not. I don't think we did. But by the way, Quentin Peoples is one of the main producers of the show. <laughs> so I think that's the link there with the name of the magician. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Quentin is a magician in the runaways. I, I have no idea. Well, Chase got to spout wisdom from Coach Afano. There's the comic creator right there. So who knows? It might be. And it might be Alfano or Sun Tzu or, you know, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but man, Gert can control that butterfly knife. Holy crap. Yeah, Stacy, you're writing those <laughs> self-defense classes that you made me go to now. Holy, she was really, wow. And I think that was really her. I'd have to take another look at it. I've only seen it once, but I think that was her. It doesn't take a lot of time to learn how to throw a knife. But the way she was manipulating the butterfly knife, that takes time to practice. Yeah, she was whipping that back and forth, loading it, unloading it, or opening it and closing it, whatever. Yeah, that takes a lot of talent, I think to do that and not cut yourself. So Lauren, if you're listening, don't try to do that. <laughs> They're going to end in a lot of blood. 
we did get a phenomenal uh, fight scene It'd be with the kids with their parents or the alien that were the parents. Those were great. They were all paired with each other's parents or with their own parents. And I think that was probably some of the best action scenes that we've seen in this season so far. Yeah. And Alex can move, you know, for a computer nerd. He's now got some speed as he's running. Well, it's the sun now. He did mention that Alex probably didn't work out all that much. He was tired. Yeah, and the daughter said that Tina's just gone. I wonder if that's really the case. Yeah, that's what I gets me think thinking so. that the people that go off to Mandyland may or may not be coming back. I don't know. I mean, we'll see them again, but I don't know if we'll see them as the individuals. And with so many parents off the board, I just don't see the parents being relevant anymore. But I could be wrong. I think Janet is going to come back and do something as the algorithm. And I think that's going to be in this season. So I wouldn't say that they're all gone permanently. And I'm wondering, we haven't seen Frank Dean at all. So I'm, I'm wondering if he's out for the season two. He's in the same box that uh, Leslie was in last season. We did see Susan. And what was his name? You know, the Vaughn. Saw Vaughn. We saw Vaughn. <laughs> Can't be a season of Runaways without Vaughn. Who still wants to get together with Carolina. Yeah, I don't like his chances. No, especially, you know, after the glowy, sexy times. Well, in the dream wedding sequence. Both of those. But since we're talking about the glowy, sexy times, the glowy, sexy time not only brings out Carolina's powers, but also Nico's powers. I mean, that is some powerful, glowy, sexy time. Who's going to win out? The light or the Wiccan? What do, what do you define as winning? Okay. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Okay, I just leave that one alone. Walked right into that uh, one and didn't mean to. Sorry. It's a family-friendly show, so we can't talk about this much more. But we can't talk about the teen relationship between Chase and Gert. Their off-again, on-again is now starting to be on-again, and Old Lace approves. Yeah, I suppose. Gert does have feelings. Old Lace is just like, tell him, tell him. And she's just like, no, no. <laughs> well, ultimately, it's her decision, but at least Old Lace is like broadening her to go in that direction. All right, Haley, hmm. you have a question about the group now, our dear runaways now. And I think it's a pertinent question given any episode of the runaways. So what is your question? Who's the boss? Michelle, who do you think <laughs> is the boss right now? Because Alex is out. He's an alien. I mean, who is it? At the end of the show? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say it's either Nico or Carolina. I don't think Carolina is really the leader type with this group, although, I, 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 okay, that's a possibility. Nico's a possibility. I don't think Chase is in the good graces enough to be the leader. And I don't think, you might be right about Nico. Every once in a while, Molly takes charge this season. I don't know that's where we were at at the end of this episode, these episodes. And Nico's leadership is dependent on her understanding of her powers, I would say, because she's doubting herself quite a bit right now. Yep. So maybe that is the answer right now. It's like nobody's leading them, but they're still banded together. They need a team captain. They're kind of in disarray right now. We'll see what happens next episode. 
Is there anything else about these two episodes that you want to talk about, Michelle? Morgan Le Fay is out. I have no idea what she really did to Robert. Maybe took possession of him in a way. But Robert's still alive. Really thought he was going to. He kind of reminds me of Quentin Lance from Arrow. Like we thought he was going to die, you know, each season. We really thought Robert was going to die by the each way, season. Quentin Lance is still not dead. You know, he had this heroic <laughs> death and he comes back. He's not dead. And, I said, and he said, I'll see you again. So we're probably going to get him an arrow in the last three episodes that we have of it. So, yeah, it's a little bit unnerving. Yes, you're right. It reminds me of Quentin Lance. I thought he was dead when the crow was outside the window and he was convulsing and his monitors were going off and stuff. I thought that was the end of Robert. And uh, apparently not because Morgan strolls back into the hospital later on and then wakes him up and maybe possesses him, maybe not possesses him. I have no idea what's going on with Robert. Haley, what's going on with Robert? I have no idea. Also, no idea. Looks like I'm not the only one. Good call, Michelle. Anything else? I'm good. Okay, Haley, anything? I don't think so. All right, that concludes our discussion. On these two episodes next week, we'll be running The Runaways, Season 3, Episode 5 and 6, Enter the Dreamland. So maybe that's what Mandyland is, Dreamland. And Episode 6, Mary Meet Again. That will be next week. There was one news item of note that I ran into this past week that I wanted to make sure that we talked about. There's a few other things going on in the Marvel universe right now, but we have a few movies coming on. I was at breakfast brunch with the family this morning. They were like, okay, what are the 2020 Marvel movies coming out? Well, we got Black Widow, but that's really a retrospective movie. At least that's what we're led to believe right now. And you've got the Eternals. And then next year, you've got Doctor Strange and the Multiverse. And if you actually next year, there's like four or five movies. I forget at least four movies next year in 2021. One of the movies next year is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And guess what? The director just stepped down. I think that's what it was, right? The director stepped down. Scott Derrickson stepped down and he, he wasn't fired. He just said, I'm leaving the project. It says they parted ways amicably. He's still going to be part of the production. He's still going to be on as a consultant, and I think they're going to use him as like an executive producer, but he's not going to actually direct the film. And they start filming in like a month or two, I think. So they got to find a director really quick. Haley, are you available to direct this? I've never directed anything before. Is that going to be a problem? I don't know. It's major Disney film. I think you'd be fine. <laughs> you know, it turned out great for J.J. Abrams. Yeah. Michelle, what do you think? Who, do you, who is your top pick for a Doctor Strange film? Rachel Talalay. Oh, that would be so good. Okay. There's a, a trailer for New Mutants, and it has an April 3rd release date, so the film might be real. <laughs> I am so shocked that this movie is coming out. <laughs> I saw this all over my Instagram feed, and I was like, what is Disney thinking? Seriously. Uh, the thing was that this was going to be the first horror movie that Disney actually put out. And I think that's one of the things it's related here with Scott Derrickson. I think that Disney did not want to go full blown horror into things. And that might've been some of the creative differences between Scott and Kevin Feige or Disney, Bob Iger. I have no idea who the differences were with, but 
since the new mutants were supposed to be a full blown horror film, I'm shocked that they're coming out with it. And it's a one-off, right? Because everybody's gone and moved on to other projects. I don't think there's any chance that they're going to resurrect this. Well, I've heard it's not like it's going to be PG 13. Disney people said it, it was never fully meant to be like a scary R rated thing or whatever. There was news that it was supposed to be part of the universe. And then there was news where Disney was like, no, it is alone. Um, don't know. I don't even know if I really need April 3rd to arrive. <laughs> and then the movie, I really will not believe this movie is coming out <laughs> until April 3rd. And my local theater has movie times for it. And I can buy a ticket. That's when I'll believe it. Because right now, if they said, nope, we're not going to release it at all. I would be like, yeah. Yeah, it's not listed anywhere that I've seen as part of the MCU. You know, you got Black Widow, the Eternals, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and the next Spider-Man movie, which is considered part of the MCU still. Thank you, Tom Holland, for that. And then Thor, Love and Thunder. So those are the upcoming movies between 2020 and 2021. New Mutants is not one of them. However. If Disney wanted to consider that part of the three movies coming out in 2020, that could be the third movie. Because right now we just have Black Widow and the Internals for 2020. Mm, I don't think it's an MCU movie, but it might be that they don't want to crowd out whatever other movies they're putting out by putting an extra one out this year. They're kind of counting it for dates, but not as part of the universe. Okay. Just to avoid audience fatigue. So when is Deadpool 3 scheduled to come out? It's not scheduled. It's, yeah. I think the script is supposed to be starting to write, be written. Think of the possibilities right now, because they're famous in the Deadpool movies for breaking the fourth wall, right? So now it's owned by Disney. You've got a, a plethora of opportunities available for breaking the fourth wall here. For that alone, I will see the film for all the references that are made for outside the film into real things. It's going to be fun. And for any cameos that they actually pull in now, because it's not just the Fox mutants, it's all of Disney is available now. So heck, there could be some Star Wars cameos too. Who knows? It would be funny if all of a sudden Deadpool's just like, wait, where'd all these other heroes come from? And where were you? My other two times, like I could have used some help. Where were you? <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for it. It's going to be fun. Is there any other news that either of you two have picked up? No. Nope. All right. So with that, we're going to grab our babies and our stuffed animals to both go to sleep and jump through the portal to go somewhere where we have no idea where we're going and get this one out. I take this opportunity to thank Haley for finally showing up for another episode. We really appreciate her presence as being one of the agents, and we hope that she has had a great holiday season. But thank you for coming on by and joining us for the Runaways discussion. And I want to thank all our listeners for continuing to download and give us feedback in the Discord. It's fun hearing you back and forth. And by the way, over on Twitter, I see all the tweets coming in when you guys tag us. It's great. So thank you for that. Yeah, just thank you to everybody that's listening. I know I haven't been talking much lately, but I'm glad that you're still tuning in to see what everyone has to say. 
Yes, thanks for all the downloads, the interactions. We really appreciate it. So with that, with our second podcast of 2020 in the bag, I am Stargate Pioneer. I'm Agent Haley. And I'm Agent Michelle. See you guys next week. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening. If you want to leave us feedback, go to gunageek.com and you will find all our contact information and other shows. You can also visit legendsofshield.com where you'll find our complete archive of podcasts. The music heard on this podcast is by Kevin McLeod, found at incompetech.com and also artists on pond5.com and audiojungle.net. The opinions heard on this podcast are those of the individual hosts and do not represent Stargate Pioneer Productions, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., or Gunna Geek. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the property of the Disney Corporation, Marvel Studios, and ABC. No infringement is intended. How'd you like Star Wars? It was good. I didn't see it until like last weekend. <laughs> I didn't see it till last weekend either. That was an okay movie. I didn't like mm-hmm. how it ended the saga. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like Endgame, Lord of the Rings with uh, Return of the King or Deathly Hallows. It, it didn't have that feel to it for me. Yeah. Hi. Hi. How are you? Okay, how are you? Great. Got the little one off to school. Ooh. So she is, yeah, she's back in her dorm. I think she's at a sorority meeting right now. They have their house meetings Sunday nights. I also have now installed a ring door cam. Ooh, I, I got mine finally installed too. Which one do you have? The Ring Doorbell 2. Okay. I went with the Pro. Mm. I won mine for free at a Christmas party. You sweet. I went with the Pro because it was narrower and I don't have that much of a distance to play with. And as it was, I had to get some weather stripping, some mm-hmm. rather thick weather stripping to actually put it on there because the available real estate I had, it was going to go up the lip of the door molding. So the way my apartment is, is like you go up the stairs and then there's a landing and you go right to my apartment, left to the neighbors. And the door is like right in the corner. So I just put mine on the wall next to it. So it shoots down the landing instead of being like on the same wall as the door. Did you have to run? Well, first of all, did you have an existing doorbell? No. See, that's what I had to deal with is I had Mm. an existing doorbell. But it, it was that big. so. Your existing doorbell, I said, was that big. It was it was the long one, but yeah, mm-hmm. it was that big. So yeah, it fit there perfectly, and I still have it. And if I go back to it, but no, I got the bigger one, and I did get weather stripping, and I got enough of it that I'll have to change it out every other year or whatever, and it'll be fine. It's actually more contained now with the weather stripping than it was without, because before. Arguably, water could get in there. Now it can't. So, score. But I was just watching the Chiefs game, and they came back from 24 to nothing, 
and then it was 41 to 24. Wow. Yeah. They scored 41 points. When do they start scoring? Like the second quarter. Okay. They were down 24 to nothing and then got 41 points without them. Whoever, who are they playing? Texans. Without the Texans scoring again for a while. I hope they have fun playing the 49ers. I think that's my pick of who's going to be in the Super Bowl at this point. Yeah, Chiefs and 49ers. Yeah. I think the Vikings had a chance at beating them, but they just beat themselves, as they always do, which is why I'm no longer a Vikings fan. You just quit watching football? Is that your response to that? Yeah, the pro football. Yeah. That was my response to the Chiefs losing for years and years and years. I was like, fine, I just won't watch football. I got in a discussion with Jim Harold on Twitter. He's like, okay, I've had it with the Browns because he lives in northeastern Ohio. I've had it with the Browns. I'm switching teams. I'm either going to go with the, who do you say, the Cowboys or Green Bay Packers. I was like, okay, if your response is because you want to root for a winning team. Just pick the Patriots then. Yeah, that's what I said. But I said, don't choose the Cowboys and choose the Packers if you want to watch every game with a big wedge of cheese on your head. He didn't take lightly to that. He, he was shot right back and was like, ah, I'm, I'm going to do the Bills or the Packers. I'm like, okay, so in what book are the Bills better than the Browns? He's like, I'm just going to go with one of them. I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> well, if he's just trying to stick with a Midwest team, why not go for the Chiefs right now? Well, he's in Northeast Ohio. The Chiefs are a little bit farther away from him than the Bills, but it doesn't excuse the Packers or the Cowboys. If he's willing to go to the Cowboys, Chiefs would be good. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I don't watch football. Another reason why we do this podcast on Sundays. I'm not watching Sunday Night Football, which there is no Sunday Night Football this week, right? Or is there a game on right now? It's right now. The Chiefs game is on right now. It's the fourth quarter. Oh, right now. I see. 51 to 31 now. Well, so that's the late game. No, this is the early game. Oh, there's another one? Yeah, there's another game after this. Okay. I think it's... I stand correct. Who's playing? I don't know. Usually it's one o'clock when they start, and there's only two games today. Yeah. I know Michelle is entirely enthralled with this conversation right now. I think it was Ravens and Seahawks is the next game, but I'm not positive about that. Seahawks and Packers is next. Uh, but the following weekend, I will not be here. I'm going to Hogwarts. For school? No, just for fun. Okay. Just needed to make sure. It's a friend of mine's 30th birthday, and that's what she wanted to do. So that's what we're doing. Before you go, you mm. planning on watching the crossover the night it comes out, or are you going to watch it later? Later, because I have a game okay. on Tuesday nights. Haley? I will watch it when I have time. Okay. I will probably start watching it on Tuesday and probably end watching it Wednesday. Of course, we podcast on it on Thursday. So. Two episodes. It's going to be fun. Yep. There is no after show this time, right? There's no Kevin Smith flailing of hands this time. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, thank God. Chris, I don't care. <laughs> I watched that. For, I couldn't. It's just like, gosh, no. <laughs> yeah all right well i'll see y'all next week bye 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 legends of shield is copyright 2013 through 2020